Recording live from Studio Chanteau, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz! And welcome to The Outside Blitz, I am your host, Tyler Dean! See this guy stealing my my thunder for the first time ever. I've stealing my role. You see this? This is wrong. This no, it's, it's wrong. right for us. The, the the wrongs have been corrected. Wrong on so many levels. So you you've done the show two times in your own. So it's only a matter. Of, is it it, it only makes sense that I just take over and, and do problem. the whole show. You've already said too much. We've got a problem, Tyler Dean. <laughs> we have a problem. This is a problem. Would you rather me not be here? I would rather you be here, but not stealing my thunder <laughs> and opening the show. I am Tyler Dean. I'm here with my terrible co-host, uh, Scotty Freytown. Very stressed out, Scotty Freytown. Very cranky, cranky Scotty Freytown this week. Frantic Freytown. Yeah, kind of, kind of, but I'm more cranky than anything else. I'm just a, well, you're always cranky. No, I'm not. I'm a crab ass this week. It's been a rough week. We had we we've got. Tyler, I'm shopping for a house and it's miserable. It's a terrible process. It's I, I try to warn you, but it's uh, miserable. But I, I mean, you don't listen to me until it comes down to you. No, you go through it. It's terrible, man. I warned you. I hate it. I warned you. It's, I'm, I'm so angry right now. It's an angry process. I'm very ornery today, and and just irritable. Unlike you, who's ordinary, I'm very ornery. Hmm. Yeah, you. Yeah, you like that? That was a reach. Yeah, just a little. But I figured I'd take every pot shot I can today. Um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz, and uh, here we are, Friday evening, getting ready for the Sunday night games. I am uh, totally ready for football on Sunday. I'm ready to kick my feet up for the weekend. We've got uh, Tyler. Welcome to episode forty. Yeah, episode forty of the Outside Blitz. So uh, we we've got. Our fortieth uh, extravaganza here today, and uh, ten more episodes will hit our our dreaded fiftieth episode. That's insane. I know. That's insane. I know. Episode forty though but today. I do gotta call out just uh, before we get because we normally get to the scores later, but mm-hmm. uh, just saying before Shady Scotty decides to um, renege, Scott <laughs> did pick the I did. Rams. I did pick the Rams for Thursday night football. I did. You took the uh, Seahawks. Seahawks did go up on Thursday night football, thirty to twenty nine. So I got I got spanked on that one, but uh, which got, draws us back to a tie, which I'll get to later. But oh, really? The Thursday game puts us back at even. Oh boy! But we do have um, a very very special uh, week four here that we've got to go through first. So uh, without any further ado, week four of your scores in the NFL, starting with the Eagles and the Packers Thursday night football back on September the twenty sixth. We got uh, the Eagles beating the Packers 34-27. Hell of a game here. Aaron Rodgers it was the story for the Packers, and then Jordan Howard was the story for the Eagles. Uh, fun game to watch offensively, not so much defensively, and I think we got to see the Packers' defense kind of come back down to earth here and uh, have everybody stop talking about how supposedly great they are, didn't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they, that's what it is. I mean, Jordan Howard had himself a game. Uh, three touchdowns, the Eagles offense, uh, they looked like they were fiery as all hell, and uh, that, that Packers defense got got exposed, and, and I'm glad that it finally got exposed by by a good offense, um, and and they, they got shown that they're not as good as they were claiming, so that's always a plus um, in there. Uh, next up, Giants and Redskins, 24-3, the Giants beat the Redskins, Case Keenum benched, 
Dwayne Haskins comes in, does bad. Uh, Daniel Jones gets it done, I guess. Um, it was just, it was kind of a, a, a toilet bowl kind of game. This one was Daniel Jones. He looked okay. Um, he had the one touchdown, two picks, but uh, the Redskins quarterback crew was just absolutely miserable in this game. Both quarterbacks looked bad. It was just bad. It was a terrible performance by the team as a whole, yeah. offense and defense. Yeah, you're, you're, when you get blown out by three points, that's that's a problem. Uh, next up, probably one of the more entertaining games of the week, the Chiefs and the Lions. Of the week, yeah. I, I thought this one, and this was an unexpected game of the week. Chiefs and Lions, everybody kind of expected the Chiefs to blow the Lions out. Turns out to be a 34-30 game. Chiefs score a last-minute touchdown to take the and lead. Realistically, the Lions had the lead um, after um, 59 minutes of play. Yeah, it was their game to lose. Really, it was. And, and the Chiefs, um, you know, were, the, were they great? No, the Lions defense came alive without Darius Slay, which was surprising. Um, Matt Stafford, looked he looked like a machine this week. And, and normally you're the one to call out Lions fans, but yeah. I'm going to do it here. Um, anyone who's calling out this Lions team and, and or talking about, like, oh, whether the refs or this or that, like, no, you should be happy. This team looked great against the best team in the league. Yeah, and, well, here's my thing. If, if you're calling out the referees right now, and, and you know what, you heard Mike Bellani say it on 97.1, kudos to him for saying it, I'm going to say it too. If you are a Detroit Lions fan right now and you are calling out the referees for this loss, you're a loser. Period. Yeah, you are an absolute loser. That's what you are. Because your team, it, it, it was their game to lose. And so the one big call, um, while I disagree with the touchdown catch and the catch rule, mm. I will agree that the refs have been consistently calling it the same. Yeah. Um... I don't, um, whatever rule you want, um, I whether I like the rule or dislike the rule, I only care that you're consistently calling it the same for all 32 teams. Yep. And, and they have been consistent in calling this a non-touchdown. I think it should be a touchdown, but they've been consistently calling it the same, so I'm okay with and it. And see, here's that's where I disagree with you, because I, I feel like, uh, as per the rule, it should not have been a touchdown. It was yeah, a bobble and, the whole and, way. And that's what I mean, as per the rule. Yeah. But I disagree with the rules. What yeah, I'm saying. yeah, I disagree with the rule. But but did they did they call it right yeah. per the rule? Per the rule, they've been consistent. Yes, that's my point. And, and yeah. I disagree with the rule. Yeah, but if you're following the rule, they've been following it accurately, and they've been calling other teams out for it too. Yeah, and and that's that's the the point here. And it was it, you know so I mean by the rule it shouldn't have been a touchdown catch, but even though the rule is bad. Uh, it shouldn't have been a touchdown catch. Now, and, now, and through the, through, through, uh, one minute to go, they had the lead. They had the chance. Yeah, I mean, they had a chance to beat. But the and, best and I'm not gonna, out. I'm not gonna shit on the Lions. They had a phenomenal game. They did. They played they, good ball. To, they proved to me that they, they, they could be in contention to fight for the playoffs or going forward. Right. And and to me, I, I think this this game last week, it, it what it said to me was the Detroit Lions are for real. And this loss yeah. told more. Than their than their uh, no loss first three weeks. Right, right, and I, I thought this one was spoke volumes about how how good this team could be. So I, kudos to the Lions for for staying alive in there. Um, next up, we got the Titans and the Falcons. Titans beat the Falcons twenty four to ten. Matt Ryan has himself a game, um, but doesn't find the end zone at all. Doesn't find Pater. What's what's happening with this Falcons team? Right I, now? That's... You know, a lot of it is, I, you know, it suddenly they they've lost that, that offensive rhythm. They never had a defense. The Falcons, let's face facts, Falcons haven't had defense for 10 years. 
The uh, Falcons' defense has been worse than the Packers' defense in yeah. the prior years. The Packers' defense is not great. Right. Uh, the, the Falcons' defense, it hasn't been existent for 10 years. Here we are. The Falcons are, are getting points put on them. But then all of a sudden, the offense that has been so potent over the last several years, the last, the last decade, that's, that's always been the offset with the Falcons. The offense is great. The defense is terrible. Here we are. The offense is, and, and even then, Matt Ryan, even when he's clicking, when Matt Ryan is on, I mean, he had 397 yards in this game, even when Matt Ryan's on, suddenly he can't find the end zone, his, his guys aren't coming up, I mean, you know, one guy turns it on and the rest of them don't, so there's got to be some sort of continuity that the Falcons have to find here in order to bring this thing back from the dead, because right now, if I'm not mistaken, they're sitting at 1-3. and three. It's, yeah, and, that's and not good. That's, that's kind of a bad spot to be in. Uh, next up, we got the Browns and the Ravens. The Browns ran all over your Ravens this they did. week. Man, Nick Chubb looked like a monster. Um, the Ravens, there was really nothing. They, they had no answers for the Browns this week. And, and it was a running game for the Browns that really got them to the promised land. So here's the question. Um, I'm going to place this to you. I already have my opinion in place that you cannot change. <clears throat> right. Um, was this game more about the Ravens aren't who we thought they were or more the Browns are warming up? It, you know, it could be a little bit of both. Um, here's the kicker. The, the Ravens have always had a hard time with the Browns. Whether they were 0-16 Browns or whether they're current Browns, the Absolutely. Ravens have always had a hard time with the Browns. I don't know what it is. They get into a game. They go down. I mean, you remember a couple years ago, they went down, what, 21-0 or 28-0 in the, in the first quarter, and then the Ravens had to come back to win that game by three. Um, they've notoriously had a hard time with the Browns. Could the Browns be getting hot? And eh, that's a good maybe. Because you have, you, really a lot of this game wasn't on Baker Mayfield. A majority of the success in this game was about Nick Chubb. And on the other side, I would say the majority of the failure was on the defense. Right. The offense, to me, did their job from the Ravens standpoint. And so here's what I'm going to end it with. I, I, I don't think the answer to that question I asked you is even, is even clear. It, it's, it's not. Too early. Because it, it is. Both teams have had very good games. Um, the Browns has won. And the Ravens, like, and I'm not going to count the Chiefs game. To me, the Ravens kept with the Chiefs. Lost or not, the Ravens had a good game with the Chiefs. So to me, you're talking the Ravens had three out of four good games. Yeah. So it's it's hard to say. I don't think it's hard to say. I don't think the Ravens are in a downward spiral. I mean, they still managed. Yeah, to put I, up I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to go as far as saying downward spiral. Yeah, I, I they, they plus, still managed. Plus, up the other thing, like um, everyone's talking about um, Patrick Mahomes. Everyone's talking right. about the Patriots. But and, and I'm not trying to brag here. Just just being straight and simple here. And this is what my faith is. Who is the number one offense in the NFL right now? The Baltimore Ravens, which is weird, and the, they have the most yards per game. Right, it's insane. It's that's never they've never even been close to that. Yeah, and Mahomes has been the guy, but the Ravens are getting it done. They're, they, they are. They're getting it done, and I, I expect a bounce back week next week. I think they're, I think they're gonna they're gonna settle back down. They have they have, they have the the road game against the against Steelers. Yep, that's gonna and be a the, bounce back. And then back they have game. the home game against the Bengals, which is sure to be a shit show. Right. You got you got two wins coming basically. And what it comes granted, um, Mason Rudolph could be the guy and and and, and uh, punch Baltimore in the mouth. Right, he could, but, but I doubt it. I, I doubt it. But he's, either he's way, I expect a good offensive performance for the Ravens, nonetheless. Right, they're gonna they they will beat the brakes off of the Steelers. But I digress. Uh, moving into the next one, a little bit of a surprise: the Raiders beat the Colts 31-24. Jacoby Brissett, he looked okay. Um, but the Raiders kind of coming alive in a weird sort of way. Uh, Derek Carr had himself an all right game. It wasn't anything to write home about, but Josh Jacobs continues to get it done. 
Um, but but they did find the end zone defensively. They looked okay. The Ravens moved to two and two. The Colts moved to two and two. Uh, or the Raiders rather. Raiders moved to two and two. The the Raiders um, they're so hit or miss. The Colts Bolt? are so okay, hit Bolt? or miss. You're talking two teams that you just really can't put your finger on. Right. And Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he's he's been cool as a cucumber in there. He's he's been looking all right. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a one score game that that divided the two of you guys. So I mean, I I don't know. I it. You, you don't. It was kind of an up in the air type of game. These I think we both picked the Colts. Of, two of the hardest to predict. Yeah, I think we both picked the Colts in this in this situation. Did. And and really, I I mean, Brissett's looked okay. He hasn't looked tremendous, but he did not look look okay, or he, he only looked okay. He didn't look like he was incredible. Now, a guy that did not look okay this this past week, uh, Tom Brady against the Bills. Patriots wind up beating the Bills barely, sixteen to ten. Um, Josh Allen was out in this game. Matt Barkley came in to replace him. Uh, Tom Brady looked miserable. He, for, this is the first time I think I've ever seen Tom Brady complete under 50% passing. But, I mean, I agree. But we're also talking about a, uh, a very, very good, good Bills defense. Yeah, and that's, that's um, Even last year they were very good. To me, they're better this year. Yep, and, and Josh Allen wasn't anything to write home about either. Well, he was in the game. So, I mean, I, the Patriots defense kind of stepped up in this situation. And Patriots um, defense has also been historically good this year versus yep. previous years. So this is a very defensive game. It's it's interesting to see, but the Bills, um, the the fact that they kept up with the Patriots, I, I think if Josh Allen were were a little more um, on point, I think the Bills could have won that football game. And, and you know, it, it did. It wouldn't have taken a whole lot. They kept it close. Yep, they did. Even with the backup quarterback. In a game with the exact same stat line or score line, rather. Panthers and the Texans. The Panthers beat the Texans 16 to 10. Kind of a confusing one. I think we both picked the Texans. What's wrong with the Texans? Uh, it's weird. They're two and two right now. Uh, Sean Watson didn't put up the numbers that he we normally expect out of him. Just 160 yards. He didn't hit Pater. He didn't throw a pick, but he didn't hit Pater. Hardly rushed the ball either. I mean, he did get a touchdown on the ground. But. Yeah, and and you, if you look at the guys that they have rushing the football, though, it's nothing to get excited about. Guys like Carlos Hyde. Guys like you, Bruce you have two season WR twos. Yeah, and and that's all they are. I mean, they're they're. I I just I don't buy. The, the rushing attack over there in Houston, and, and it, it's just, it's not the same. It's not. No, it's not. It's not the same, and and that's what, what I think is really negatively affecting them because the Texans have notoriously had a very, very good rush game, and that is non-existent right now. It's it's really not where it used to be. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of uh, surprised by that. Now, a team that had a bounce-back game, which was expected, um, I'm on the bye week of the week. Yeah, the uh, L.A. Chargers dominate the hell out of the Which, Miami Dolphins. Well, hold on, hold on a second. Look at the first half. Like, Dolphins kept this one closer for way too long. Yeah, but I mean, look, look. They, the Chargers put up ten, then they put up seven, then they they put up three, and then they put up another ten. Chargers looked okay. Philip Rivers, twenty-four for 33, 10, two touchdowns. He did not have himself a bad game. Philip Rivers looking like Philip Rivers, which was. A, a very big departure from what we saw in weeks prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip Rivers finally doing what he's supposed to do, which was which was kind of nice, and what he's we're used to seeing. And uh, typical stuff out of I mean, and uh, I want to point out in this situation one thing that I found very interesting. Look how accurate Josh Rosen was in this game. It's like career high, seventeen for twenty-four. That that he actually was pretty accurate. He got in the end zone, yards. Josh Rosen actually. Decent football. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm, I'm have to stay off of the forgotten, yeah. forgetful five. Oh my god, he played decent football. Done. 
I mean, now we'll go sprinkle rock salt on all the places that hell just froze. Speaking of rock salt, yeah. Speaking of yeah, rock salt and hell freezing over. The Buccaneers dominate the L.A. Rams fifty-five to forty. It's like Fitz magic all over again. What's going on with the Rams? Jameis Winston came alive in this game. Uh, 385 for touchdowns. 380 yards for the second week in a row. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin has 12 receptions, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Mike Evans, four for 89 in a touchdown. I mean, guys were getting open. And the Rams, they, you know, Jared Goff, he had himself an all right game, but he threw the ball a whopping 68 times. Didn't trust his running backs. You have Todd Gurley on the field. And I understand. And Malcolm Brown has been pretty good. And you're throwing the ball 68 times. Todd, um, hold on. Um, how many, how many uh, receptions did Todd Gurley have? Todd Gurley was only involved in the game 12 times. 12 times. Five carries and then seven receptions. He had more receptions than rushes, and he had more receiving yards than rushing yards. It just no, was I, bad. I, I get that he's having he's, he's whatever's going on with his knee, mm-hmm. but... And Gurley's your guy. Now, and, and in spite of all the yardage that Jared Goff puts up, 517 yards in this game. He he threw two touchdowns. Whoop de doo! But then he threw three picks. Um, the the Bucks defense has been strangely good. Weird. I mean, 40, 40 points is no, not but, great but for him, but it's against the LA Rams. True. Um, their their defense has been strangely good this year. Which I I, I mean, Shaquille Barrett obviously has a lot to do with it. He actually got a pick in this game. On um, top of his whatever he's doing in the sack world right now. Yeah, I mean, which we haven't it. talked about, but no. we should talk about it. Yeah, we've come to before. Oh, you have that in your list there? No, I don't have it on the list. Let's talk about it right now. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the. I mean, Shaquille Barry's, he's got nine sacks through four, four games. games. Yeah. <laughs> the record is 22 and a half. Yeah. He's over. Uh, um, almost halfway there, and we're, we're a quarter way through the game. Yep. Like, nine sacks in four games is insane. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, do I think he'll slow down? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I think he's going to slow down. I don't think he's going to break. Yeah, he's going to get 40 time. sacks. I mean, <laughs> no, no, he's on pace for it, but. but um, do you think he's going to break the record? I, I You know, it, it's possible. It is. It's, he's 26 years it's old. It's possible because died. of how fast he got to nine in his four. He's going to slow down, but even if he gets like a sack a game, he's going to come close. Well, and and it really also depends on um, you know who he takes on this year. Um, we, we know that for sure he's going to wind up taking on the New Orleans Saints twice. Mm-hmm. We know for sure he's going to take on the, the Carolina Panthers twice. Mm-hmm. Panthers are notorious for not having a good offensive line, right? He's got the Seahawks at one point this year, who have an okay O line. Um, they got the Cardinals. So the game so far, bad um, old Scroll up is just a hair. So they face the 49ers. Yep. They face the, the um, Panthers and they face the Giants and the Rams. Yep. Giants have a bad O line. Panthers have an okay O line. Niners have an okay O line. Rams have a bad O line. Rams have a pretty good O line, which, which the Rams were. Which that this was that was his worst performance on yeah. as defender is <laughs> getting one but, sack. Oh, yeah. Saints. Have an okay O line. Panthers have an iffy O line. They're okay. Titans have a, a well. They'll have Ty, Taylor Lewan back with the Titans, possibly. Well, he's back. He's back as of, as of this upcoming week, and we'll get to that shortly here. You got the Seahawks. You got the Cardinals. Bad O line. Um, because Murray's been hit more than any other quarterback this year. Yeah. Well, he's been, okay. He's been sacked the most. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of Murray, I hate to jump subject on you, but 
Did you know Murray's been the most set quarterback with the least rushed quarterback? That's weird. Isn't that weird? That's weird. He's been the most sacked, but has been the has been least been, hurried. Been, been, been the least hurried. Lions have a bad O line. They got Lions. They got the bad O line with the Falcons. They got the bad O line. Well, decent O line with the Jags. Recovering O line from the Colts. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot going on there. Shaquille Barrett could wind up, you know, breaking the record. This is they, one of those I'm reassessing a few weeks. Yeah. If they, if he's at 18 sacks with a half a season to go, then uh, we're talking. Yeah. Now a team that that's been hot, we would just we were just a team that's been hot and a team that's not is Cardinals got their uh, butts kicked by the uh, Seattle Seahawks, twenty-seven to ten. Kyler Murray had himself an okay game, didn't make it the end zone, but he got twenty two hundred forty-one yards, twenty-two for thirty-two. He didn't do half bad. Um, David Johnson, it, it was a weird week for running backs. Running backs are putting on more receiving yards than they are rushing yards this week. Um, unless your last name is Fournette. So, I mean, David Johnson goes out, has himself a game. Um, Kyler Murray, okay. But you get to Russell Wilson, he had himself a decent game, nothing to write home about. 22 for 28, 241 touchdown. I mean, it was Russell Wilson accuracy that we expect. Uh, Chris Carson had himself a good game. But it, I, the Seahawks, weirdly hot. I didn't expect them to be in competition right now or to be playing as well as and they are. And he also said this last year, too. Yep, and, um, and The Seahawks are the – if you had to pick one team of three, two, that, that makes us both eat a shit burger, yep. it's the Seahawks. And and it, because of the way they're playing, I feel like Pete Carroll is going to wind up, you know, being in the future a Hall of Fame coach if he continues going the way he's going. And I would I, I would give him – if I if I had to pick a top three uh, coach of the year candidates, Pete Carroll's one of them. Yeah, he He's just getting it done. I don't know how Pete Carroll is is continuously making this team a, uh, a contender. Every year he does it. He makes his team a contender. It's just we're made with broken parts. Yeah. Now um, a team that is not looking like a contender right now is my Minnesota Vikings. They get beat by the Bears, sixteen to six. Very defensive battle. Both defenses looked decent. Um, the Vikings offense is just absolutely abysmal. We'll be getting to that in a little bit here. Uh, Kirk Cousins just looked like crap. Uh, they couldn't sustain a drive. All the the, um, the stats came in garbage time. Dalvin Cook couldn't get anything done. The Bears defense is great. The Bears offense is bad. Mitchell Trubisky goes down in this game. Um, to me, the this was the Vikings game to lose. And they lost it. They, they didn't get the job done. Um, hopefully they rebound this week against the Giants. Um, but Right now, as it stands in, in Minnesota, there's a lot of unruly customers over there uh, on that offense that are wondering what in the heck we are doing here after working all this offseason to become a great offense. They're, they're sitting there going, what, are we, what have we done for this whole offseason if we're not going to be able to perform at that high level? I don't blame them. I don't. I can't. I just can't. Not at all. And, and for Adam Thielen, a guy that was leading the league in in receiving yards through the first 10 games of the year last year, for him to be sitting at, at just over you know 200 yards and a couple touchdowns, I mean, that's weak sauce, man. They're, they are in that offense. We, we said it last week. Their offense is in a world of suck. That's what it is. I, I can't disagree with yeah. you. It's bad. Um, next up, you got the, the Jags and the Broncos. Jags beat the Broncos 26-24. Big story here, Leonard Fournette, his whopping 225-yard rushing day. That was monstrous. Um, Fournette, kudos to him going out, giving him credit to his O-line. I like that a lot. Shows he's a team player. I can dig it. The story on the other side there is um, uh, 
is Jojo seems to finally be getting a sense of uh, calm. Um, he, he he had a very good game. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to fault him here. He had a very good game. Um, he's he's on a very bad team, yeah. which we can all agree with. Um, anyone who's going to say that the, the Broncos are sucking because the quarterback doesn't know football. Um, he had a rough first few games. I'm not going to lie there, but you, you can't put the you, you can't Joe's not can't you can't put the fall on just Joe. No, no. There's a lot of wrong in this team. You're, you're trusting your your number one receiver is 34 years old. Well, Let's start there. And I want to go into you know a, a stat line that stands out to me. You had a guy who set the world on fire last year, and here's Philip Lindsay with a whopping nine carries, and he still had 53 yards, but he only and had 5.9. Why are you not giving him the ball more? Yep, and and I'm wondering why. You know, like it's they yeah, didn't they, they didn't fall behind. They were in the lead for the first half. Yep. What the hell happened? A lot of it's the play calling, and and they're not allowing Philip Lindsay to do what he he's doing. Uh, Royce Freeman is also a good runner. Why are they not getting the football more? There's there's questions there. I have questions about Noah Fant and why they're not utilizing Noah Fant more. He's a great receiving tight end. Uh, he only had two receptions for 31 yards. Granted, he had the touchdown, but he only had two catches. Noah Fant's a good tight end, so why are you not using him? There's just there's a lot of questions there. There's a lot of things that I don't like on the Broncos side. On the other end, you got Gardner Minshew, who he had himself a decent game, good game managing. But Leonard Fournette was the big story here. I, I mean, I the the Seahawks or I'm sorry, the Jaguars rather. They're they're two and two right now, and and a lot of it is is a credit to that defense in that running game. But Gardner Minshew, for some weird reason, um, brings a degree of calm to that team that I just don't understand. It's weird. He's he's, he's the new Chuck Norris, man. I, I guess, man. I, I don't know. He he just. He brings a degree of calm to that team that I am just amazed by, and I'm surprised by. It's just been happening, and and everybody seems to love him. So it's so weird. Yep. And uh, a guy that that is kind of an anomaly right now also is is Teddy Bridgewater. The Saints wind up beating the Dallas Cowboys 12 to 10 in what arguably one of the most boring games I've ever watched. Um, Teddy Bridgewater 23 for 30, 193. He had a pick in a game. I mean, he didn't have himself a great game, but he was accurate. He game managed. Yeah, he game managed. And, and Dak Prescott on the other side, 22 for 33, 223, and a pick. So, I mean, he, he kind of game managed too. Uh, I mean, boring game. Uh, Zeke only had, eight, he had 35 yards and 18 carries, probably one of the worst performances in the league. Um, and, and we'll get into that as well. I, I'm just... It was a weirdly low-scoring low game. The Saints defense really stepped up in Drew Brees' absence. Um, I thought that was something to behold because we weren't expecting um, the Saints defense to be anything spectacular after last season. Really, the Saints defense, they have a few good players here and there, but they're nothing to write home about. So I'm surprised that the Saints defense was able to keep the Cowboys in check. Oh, 100%. I, I thought Dallas was going to run away with this one, and... It's seeming to look starting to look like that the Saints are going to get by in this weird period out Breeze, yeah. and all of a sudden Breeze can come back, and they're going to start just some um, just letting people on fire. Yeah, the Breeze right now, and, and he's actually on the brink of coming back. People are pretty impressed with his uh, his rehabbing of his thumb, so people are kind of excited about that. I mean, I'm not because I, I hate Drew Breeze and the Saints, but the Saints. Here we go. They're, they're staying alive with Teddy Bridgewater, and that's kind of a mark of great teams. We saw it years ago with the Patriots and Tom Brady's suspension. We got to see, you know, Jacoby Brissett. We got to see, you know, uh, uh, Jimmy G come in, and they, they came out and kept the Patriots alive, and the Patriots wound up, what, 3-1 and one in that little span. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we got to see that. 
So this is kind of a mark of a, a great team and, and Sean Payton doing what Sean Payton does, good play calling and keeping his team in games and making sure that, that they're successful and they're continuing to be successful. So kudos to Sean Payton for, for keeping his team in games. And last but not least, probably the most um, pointless game of the week. Uh, Steelers beat the Bengals 27-3. It's not pointless if the Steelers win this uh, game. It was, it was pretty pointless. Um, Steelers go out, they beat the Bengals. Kind of a, one of those toilet bowl type of games that we kind of... Uh, it was a weird Monday night football game that nobody cared about. Um, Mason Rudolph came out, he played well. Nothing major to write home about. He had 229, two touchdowns, 24-28. Uh, so, I mean, he did have decent accuracy. 24, 48, 20 is pretty good. Yeah, though. He, had, he had decent accuracy throughout. A lot of those passes were short passes. James Conner got a lot of work out of the backfield, um, receiving, and he got 10 carries. Um, again, a big-name runner getting more catches and, and yardage and more production through the air than on the ground. It's amazing to me. I, I, I'm just blown away by it. Both of them, both Samuels and Connor, each were more productive through the air right? than they were on the ground. And and on the Bengals' side, you, you kind of got to see a lot of the same stuff. I mean, it, it's... Well, Mixon sucks. Yeah, but still. It's it's just a confusing... The team sucks. Yeah, the team is terrible. Um, not impressed. Not impressed. Um, but those are your scores for uh, week four in the NFL. And Tyler, here we are. Um, we, we got a uh, wonderful segment. We're going to jump right into it. I want to jump into it. I hope you're ready for it. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Okay, good. So uh, here's a segment we like to call... Tyler's Top Ten! Tyler's Top Ten! Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Here we go. So we got the top ten, Tyler. Um, we had weird performances all week long. All week now, long. I'm going to say I have one, mm. two, three, four players in my top ten that didn't record a touchdown this week. Jeez, oh, Pete. That's how you know it's a weird week. It was a weird low-scoring week. A lot of defense. It was just a, it was an insanely weird week. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And... and it it was weird. It was um, I I, I want to say a, a lot of the running backs didn't didn't come up a lot come alive like they normally do. We had a lot of bad running back performances this week. A mm-hmm. lot of bad running back Dalvin Cook and Zeke and all these guys. Um, just a a bad grouping of performances. Um, but uh, Tyler hit me number ten. Number 10 is a guy who's just very boom this week, and that's A.J. Brown. Three receptions, 94 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, you know, he's been a, con- a degree consistent for the, the Titans. He hasn't been bad. He hasn't been incredible. He's been pretty good. Um, he's been pretty good. He, he's putting up decent numbers for a rookie coming out, especially has, especially having Marcus Mariota throwing, into, throwing it to him. Marcus Mariota's nothing to write home about. I mean, A.J. Brown has been pretty garbage at this point, but... No. Unless I'm insane here. Yeah. And you're about to look it up here. Yeah, There's, uh, I'm go look it up. Scroll down just a little bit. You'll see the stats. Yep, yep. There you go. You know how to use a computer. <laughs> this guy. You see this? And then he's like, oh, if you go ahead and scroll down, and then there's no stats there. You're just, you're just scrolling too fast. Thanks, Tyler. Jeez, it's not my fault. You're bad at a computer. He's got 223 yards so far. You get half of them in this game. Well, 223 yards, two touchdowns. I'm okay with that. 
So he had 10 receptions. Okay, whatever. He's, he's, he's doing all right. He's doing all right for a rookie. He's doing all right. I like A.J. Brown. I do too, but he needs to do more. Oh, God. Number nine. Cooper Cup. Nine receptions, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, um, he was so good last year, and, and to be honest, he's kind of regressed this year. Well, because um, he's coming off an in, yeah. a season-ending injury. That always comes with the territory. Yeah, he, He's got back-to-back 100-yard weeks. Yep, he's starting to come alive a little bit. He's starting to come around. Uh, Jared Goff is a little off these last couple of weeks as well. He hasn't been playing up to I'm going to say he's he was on this week. 500 yeah. yards is nothing to be upset about, but he, he, it was just it – was, it's spoiler alert, he's not my top 10, but three interceptions kept him off my list. I, I'm sorry. If I'm throwing the ball as many times as he did – I mean, 68 times in a game, shit, I'd hope you'd, you'd get over 517 times, okay? <laughs> but, you know, uh, is he, is he, Jared Goff, I mean, kudos to him for, for I guess, throwing the ball as much as he did. I, I It wasn't incredible for him, but um, Cooper Cup getting open, uh, making himself available. Uh, last year, I, I mean, he was more of a boom player last year than he was this year. You know, last year he was he was something really to behold before his injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see if Cooper Cup can can recover to the point where he's the same guy that we saw so, last year. As the last two weeks, he has been. Yeah, and I mean, I yeah, he but he has been. Injuries are hard to come off of. Yeah, yeah, especially season ending. <laughs> Number eight. So I'm going to talk about eight and seven at the same time here. Okay. Because they're the only the only a difference of three yards. Okay. No touchdowns each. But I want to talk about the reason why. So I, number eight is Jarvis Landry, eight receptions, 167 yards. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Robert Woods, who had 164 yards. So he has three yards less. So I put him above Landry because he had 13 receptions. Wow. So you can talk about, yeah, Landry has more of an average to his catches, but 13 receptions tells me he's the guy that golf looks for. Yeah, the, the 13 receptions to me um, for Robert Woods – He's become the number one over there. And, um, and he was last year, too. He, in a he's, way, He's yeah. overtaking Cook. Yeah, he's overtaking Cook. I mean, I know Cook became the number one once Cooper Cup went down, but then Robert Woods has been, you know, Robert Woods has that really big-bodied frame, um, really good at catching uh, passes over the middle. Um, he's a big boy that knows how to make catches in traffic. So mm-hmm. so when it comes to Robert Woods, that's why he's he's probably become the, the number one over there. That 13 catches, though, tells me, that there were a lot of first downs. There were a lot of first downs in that game. He's a for trusted him. guy. Yep, he's a trusted guy that sustains drives and gets things done. It's, it's one of those cases where the receptions tell a bigger story than the yards. Yep, and and it, it reminds me. You know who it reminds me of? It reminds me last game, and I, I forget his name. We had that Raiders receiver who had 13 receptions against the Vikings for 134 uh, yards. Yeah, and and he went out and and he hasn't he didn't do anything this past game, but but he he was playing the such tight end. Ball. Yep, Waller. Was, Waller. Yep, Darren Waller. He had such a good game um, against the Vikings. So that that's what it reminds me of is just a guy that they consistently hit and and keep moving forward. And I also like like Jarvis Landry. I think Jarvis Landry is a great receiver. Um, Who's finally come alive? Yeah, he, he's been quiet. Three weeks bad. He's been quiet, and and he's been weirdly quiet. Last year, he had a very good year with Cleveland. Um, it was okay, or, last he, year he had a, he had a good year. He was he was more of a trusted guy than I don't he think he broke a thousand. Uh, he may have. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at it. But in, in the end, Jarvis Landry still great receiver. I mm-hmm. think I think he's the kind of guy that that Cleveland should be trusting a lot more than they are. Um, I know, and it's good to see that him and Odell Beckham are kind of trading off. Because um, last week Odell had that big week, and now 
here we go, Jarvis Landry having his yeah, big Well, this week. week was more the story of Marlon Humphrey was not o- o- OBJ, so yeah. uh, it opened up everything else. Yeah, and that could very well be the case, but that's what you expect out of this Cleveland Browns team with two all-pro receivers sitting there. So, 100%. I mean, that's what you get. Number six, Devontae Adams. Ten receptions, 180 yards. Devontae Adams, um, we were talking about him being an elite receiver. I think he, he is. He's proven that. I, I like Devontae And your Adams. bold prediction was he's going to be the number one receiver in the league. Yep. And and Devontae Adams, as far as yardage goes, I mean, the guy always gets it done. I mean, and he's – but if you look at what's going on in Green Bay, um, there's not much in Green Bay as far as throwing the football. Um, but but Rodgers and Adams are getting the job done right now. Velda Scantling is is okay. You got Geronimo Allison, He's okay. okay. You know, you, you got a lot of lot of number two guys over there that are really kind of more high end number three. And then you got Jimmy Graham over there who's who's good. Um, but he hasn't been the Jimmy Graham that we saw in New Orleans all those years ago. I you know Devontae Adams, he's proven to be the guy. He's speedy. He's got good hands. Um, he's developed. That's the thing. He's developed into a, a top receiver in this league. I'm excited to see to watch him play, even though I hate the Packers, and I hate him, and I hate Aaron Rodgers, but but he's fun to watch, and he, he's a great receiver. So, I mean, kudos to him for, for having such a, a solid, solid game. Absolutely. Number five. Another name you're going to get used to seeing on this mm-hmm. top ten. We was the same case last year. Christian McCaffrey. Yep, your boy. 179 yards on scrimmage and a touchdown. Uh, yards from scrimmage. Um, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So should I, should I recalculate? You might. You might have to. So a quarter touchdown and uh, <laughs> each, each, uh, each yard counts as what, point one? Yeah, point one. Okay. Point one, yep. <laughs> No, uh, McCaffrey comes out. He, he plays good ball. Um, I, I uh, the, he had 93 yards on the ground. So I mean, he he still managed to get it done. He had the t- the one touchdown on the ground. He only had a 3.4 average, which is low. He was the workhorse at 27 carries, and then he still had the most receptions by double. Yep, yep. he had he had the 27 carries, which I I liked a you, lot. It you was, remember uh, my bold prediction? You remember what I said? No, I don't remember. I said that um, Christian McCaffrey was going to lead the team. In receptions, receptions on the year, year. and it so far he's up by five. Yeah, he's got ten receptions for eighty-six yards this week. Uh, he didn't hit the end zone this week, but he had an eight-point-six average. Yeah, and he did on the ground, three-point-four on the ground. I mean, he's getting it done. You got to like what what Christian McCaffrey's doing over there, even though it is yours from scrimmage. But he's he's still making it happen. Um, Kyle Allen uh, has began using him as a a safety valve with. Uh, Cam Newton being out. Got to like that Kyle Allen is keeping this team alive, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, McCaffrey, you know, he's a good player. He When he got drafted, everybody kind of said that he was kind of a lightning rod type of player where he was just going to boom and, and he was going to strike gold. So uh, here we are, Christian McCaffrey, striking gold, getting it done. Um, like I said, I'm not a fan of the average, the 3.4 average, but that 27 carries for 93 yards plus 10 receptions through the air with the, the 86 yards through the air, I like that. So, I mean, kudos to him getting it done. So, with that, though, um, that, that now puts Christian McCaffrey in the lead by just a hair on being the uh, the um, MVP. Oh, he, he, he just passed um, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, but Jesus. we have a long season yeah, to go. Which, we got 
12 but, games to go. But that's your front runners right now is, is Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I don't know that McCaffrey's an MVP, but okay. We'll, we'll give it to you, NFL. Yeah, we're four weeks in. We'll see yeah, how it goes yeah. next, 12, next 13 weeks. Yeah, thir- yeah. Number four. The guy I wanted to put in last week, I just couldn't do it. But this week, the stats were so weird that it, he's got, he, it moved him right up. Jameis Winston. He had a big game. 28 for 41, 385 yards, four touchdowns, one interception after a 55-point week by the offense. Big game against a weak defense. Um, The Rams' defense has been shoddy, to say the least. Um, Mm. Winston has been, you know, he's been so hit or miss. This is so reminiscent of how he looked early last year where he came in the one game and just blew the world up, and then the next game he was crap, and then he comes in again and blows the world up. This is the second straight week with 380-plus yards. Yeah, right. And it, and so it's starting to raise questions about um, what Bruce Arians is saying, it, and I think a lot of it does have to do with the fact that Chris Godwin has, has started looking like the Chris Godwin from last year. Um, he had 12 receptions. I mean, huge game. Huge game for the Bucks. You gotta like what Jameis Winston is is getting done right now, um, and and you know it doesn't involve you know stealing crab from a supermarket. I hate to throw him under the bus here, but remember the scene in the movie Big Daddy when um mm-hmm. when the uh, when um uh, they they come and, and Child Services comes and take takes them away. He's like, but mm-hmm. I can wipe my own ass. Right. Just this is James Winston going. But I'm 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 a franchise quarterback. Yeah, he's signed me. He he really wants that new contract, and and whether or not Bruce Arians and and Bruce Arians is very clear: either you're going to perform well in my system, or you're going to get lost. And, and he's, uh, he's performed well. He's given teams a run for money on on certain weeks here, and beat the Rams this week and last week. He beat. Ooh, well, I can't remember who they beat last week. But we're I think they won. We're looking. We're looking. I'm sorry. Oh, they beat the Giants. Oh, they lost to the Giants last week. Oh, they lost to the Giants. But 31 points. Yep, 31 points. I mean, so he and he he didn't do bad last week, 380 yards. Yeah, basically the same stat line after touchdown. Yep. So, I mean, he he, he got it done last week, too. Um, the Giants, you know, really, I mean, it was the Daniel Jones show last week, and, and Daniel Jones got it done. So, I mean, and, and Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard and yeah. those guys. Winston's some, playing good ball right now. He, I'm, I'm going to let him have that. He is. He is playing yeah. good ball. And while we're talking about Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. number three, a guy you were just talking about. Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Yeah. Last week, it was the Mike Evans show. Mike Evans was my number one. Mm-hmm. This week, Chris Godwin ends up at number number three, but 12 receptions, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. Which I think was even technically a better stat line than Mike Evans mm-hmm. from last week. Mike Evans had 160 and three touchdowns. Oh, yeah, three. Okay. So I'm going to get it to Mike Evans. You know, Godwin, um, he proved to be a strong number two. He's a big-bodied guy, can make good, good contested catches. He likes running vertical routes. Um, he's a big boy. Mike Evans is more speedy than Godwin, um, but Godwin is is he has really good hands, mm-hmm. and he's he and and Godwin. If when it comes down to it, if Godwin has to, he can make some really good catches in the flat, and he can make some really good catches um, over the middle too. So I, I like Chris Godwin, and I, I like the fact that they're they're utilizing him as well as they are. He had a fourteen point three average catch um, per catch. So I mean, I I like what what they're using Godwin for. That's exactly how you need to use him. And even even the number one and Evans did also had himself a good week this week yeah, as well. But but we're talking about yeah, Godwin. Evans, Evan, Evans had four for 89 in the, the touchdown. The, the offense is clicking right now. Yeah. Like I, I'm curious on this Tampa Bay offense right yeah, now. Tampa Bay could come alive here. It could be exciting. 
Number two, another guy who's this is his multiple appearance in the top ten. Nick Chubb. Chubb. I man. hate oh, talking man. right now, but he had himself a game. Twenty carries, 165 yards on the ground, and three touchdowns. Nick Chubb blew an up. Eight point two average. He had a huge, um, huge game. He was, I mean, running the ball very effectively. Um, on the ground, he, he he wound up having a couple of really big ones, a couple of really big he breaks. Um, and, and the Ravens just couldn't contain him, which is surprising out of the Ravens' defense because mm-hmm. normally they're very good about containing opposing running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb gave them fits. He gave them nightmares. Um, and, and uh, again, exciting to watch. It was very reminiscent of, and, and hate to toot my own horn, but very reminiscent of Dalvin Cook in week one. Here we go, Nick Chubb. 20 for 165, has a bunch of big runs, looks like runs the ball like a monster. Um, I love Nick Chubb. I thought he was, he's a, I think he's a great player. Um, this was a good pick, Tyler, and, and I actually love having him at number two. And him and my number one, I, I actually was, I stared at my computer for like 20 minutes. <laughs> just going, who should be number one? Who should be number one? Who should be number one? I said, like, you know what? I'm going to give it to the guy who, through four weeks, is the first guy to have 200-plus yards rushing. Oh, yeah. I gave it to Leonard Fournette and 29 carries, 225 yards. Huge, huge, huge day. Um, He didn't hit pay dirt, which I, I was hoping he would, but, man, 225 yards. Jeez, oh, Pete. I can't remember the last time we saw a guy put up that many yards. I, it was sometime last year. I can't remember who it was. Uh, yeah. We I, had one last year. I, I don't even remember, but I, I it was a, impressive. Impressive to say the least. Um, Leonard Fournette, he, he he's a big bruising type of back. He's not a small guy, and, and he really knows how to lower his shoulder and, and knock guys over. And uh, he, he was just really, he's a downhill runner, and he was, he was playing the way he should. And kudos to him for not only having the game that he had, but kudos to him for going out in front of the, the media and saying, hey, my offensive line's to credit for this. And, and if Jacksonville's not looking at that situation right now and going, man, we need to get this guy a new contract because Lord knows they were in the middle of contract disputes and whatever the case, if they're not saying that, then Jacksonville has some major, major problems over there. I like Leonard Fournette as a runner. I think he's great, and I think he's, he's going to become one of those catalyst kind of guys uh, for Jacksonville over there. It, it, he yeah. had himself a great game. Last year, um, Isaiah Crowell and Todd Gurley both passed 200 against the Broncos in back-to-back weeks. Wow. That's one article I'm seeing for sure. Wow. Um, I, I know it's happened more than more than that last year. There, there were a couple. I think Nick Chubb was also one of them last year as well. Jeez, oh, Pete. There, there, were, there were a few 200-yard rushers. Yeah. They were on my top 10 a couple times. and Yeah, they got on there. Um, so uh, with that, Tyler, uh, now – we get to have ourselves another segment. Another one, Tyler. Are you excited? Never. It's time for... Freytown's Forgotten Five! Freytown's Forgotten Five! <laughs> yeah, you've made all the fart noises you want, and that's fine. Man, I, I, I need Josh here to yeah. his fart noise. That would be so much better. So the uh, Freytown's Forgotten Five, um, number five, a guy that, that you know, had himself a good game, um, didn't hit Pater, but I really liked his production. Uh, Matt Ryan, 35 for 53, he had 397 yards. He didn't throw any touchdowns, but no picks either. Great um, game. It, it was a good game. He, he almost broke that 400-yard plateau. He, he was accurate. I, I thought, he, well, he was decently accurate. 
Um, just not hitting pay dirt, and and I almost and feel for Matt the whole, Ryan. The whole team didn't put pay dirt, right? Uh, I, uh, I almost feel for Matt Ryan because he's a good quarterback. He's a great he, quarterback, he's a great quarterback, and he's he doesn't have anybody stepping up with him. So I, I'd like to see Matt Ryan get a little more love, but I digress. That's kind of where we're at. Um, number four goes to a man who I don't like to talk about, but I'm going to give him some kudos. Matt Stafford looked like a monster. So number four will be going to him. He kept, 20, him, he kept him in the game. Yep. 21 for 34, uh, 291, three touchdowns against a very game Kansas City Chiefs team. The Chiefs wind up winning that game, but Stafford was getting it done. He was he was poised. He, he threw the ball effectively. Everything he was doing looked good. Um Got to be impressed with Matt Stafford and, and his arm and the way he was playing. Um, only 291, but those three touchdowns, I mean, he was just playing some good, solid, strong football. So kudos to him. Uh, number three, Marcus Mariota, 18 for 27, 227. He also had three touchdowns in their win. Um, you know, a lot of people believe that that these should be flip-flopped. Um, to me, I disagree because of the... Lack of talent, I will say, on the Chiefs' defensive side of the football. I don't think the Chiefs have as good of a defense. Um, and, and frankly, I think the Titans, uh, you know, the, the Falcons don't have as good of a defense, but the Titans, Marcus Mariota versus the Atlanta defense, uh, I think the Falcons' defense are a smidge better than the Kansas City defense. Maybe that's just my opinion. And Stafford had pressure all game to try to keep up. Like, yeah. There's that sense of having to keep up and keep going and... It felt like a like a four minute office entire game. Yeah, I I believe Mariota had himself a, a tougher game ahead of him, um, and and you got to remember, even though the Falcons don't have as good of a defense, I believe that they have a better secondary um, with guys you know like Deion Jones and the you know you got Desmond Trufant covering guys. You know you, they actually have a, a with the names they have, they should you know Demonte Casey for example, another good player. Yep. But I I would have flip flopped them. But uh, I, I see I see your stance. I I believe that that the Chiefs defense is, and and the Chiefs defense has been notoriously bad. Um, the Falcons have had a bad defense, but they've been kind of mid to lower twenties, whereas the Chiefs have been number thirty one, number thirty two in the league. And so that's why I think that the Lions don't and Stafford don't get as much credit. I think if if they took on the Falcons. I think they'd be he'd be in the same boat as Marcus Mariota. Maybe that's just my opinion. Fair right enough. There. Now, um, moving onward, uh, number two, Aaron Rodgers, thirty-four for fifty-three, four twenty-two, two touchdowns and a pick. Aaron Rodgers shredded that defense. Shredded them. Shredded the Eagles' defense. Oh, um, absolutely. Aaron Rodgers looked like it looked like the Aaron Rodgers of old. A lot of people have been saying this is the Aaron Rodgers revenge tour, quote-unquote. We've heard that several times going into the year. And so far, even with that Eagles loss, yep. the Packers have put our foots in our mouth. Yes. They, they <laughs> we have thought made they, us we had them being a lot worse. They have made us eat it. Um, Aaron Rodgers looks like a, a beast, and, and I can't even be mad at him for it. So, I mean, I, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers at number two. Number one, however... The man, the myth, the legend, Jordan Howard, finally looking like the running back of yesteryear. Um, Jordan Howard comes out 15 carries for 87 yards. He had three receptions for 28 yards. Uh, three touchdowns on the night, two on the ground, one through the air. Um, Jordan Howard was a beast in that game. Uh, he's my number one. He he looked like the Jordan Howard of last year. I mean, that's really good. He, he looked great. So, I mean, I, I really liked what, what Jordan Howard did. 
And um, now it's time for Freytown's forgotten or forgetful five, rather not forgotten, forgetful. Now, Tyler, I, I, we were talking about what the forgetful five was going to be, but I, I made an audible here. I audibled. Oh no! I audibled. Uh, the forgetful five. My honorable mention at number five, first and foremost, is going to be Andy Dalton. 21 for 37, 171, and a touchdown. He's been garbage. He's been bad, and he's been bad for a couple of years. But Andy Dalton, uh, he goes uh, down the drain there. Yeah, whenever, whenever I type his name in, he auto-corrects to a trash can. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> what a jerk. Um, but number five, uh, and, and this one, as we were going through the numbers, I, I kind of picked up on him, and I said, man, it was just too bad to pass up. Number five goes to Ezekiel Elliott. Um, 18 for 35, he had one touchdown on the day, but he had 1.9 average against the Saints defense. Um, this is very un-Zeke-like. I think we can acknowledge that. But uh, 18 for 35 and a 1.9 average, I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm not impressed. Um, Zeke, to me, doesn't get it done. He did have the six yeah, receptions 30 for 30 yards. yards. But, I mean, I eh. It just it's, I disagree with. You. I, I would have put Dalton above. Dalton. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Zeke at five. I just I don't buy Zeke right now, and or I don't buy Zeke in this this situation. Sixty five yards for a total game, and he was in the game for twenty four plays. I mean, Andy Dalton threw it for thirty seven times. So, I mean, it, I, I I don't know. I don't buy it. I just can't. Zeke sits at number five. Uh, number four, Tom Brady, eighteen for thirty nine, one hundred and fifty yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, Brady has under a 50% completion percentage on the day against a very game Buffalo Bills defense. But uh, Brady, yep, sitting there uh, 150 yards on the day. Um, Rough outing there for One the... of the worst performance, very un-Brady-like performance. Oh, 100%. Um, not something we normally see now, granted, Bills are a very good defense. Their defense has been great. But it's... It was a weird, weird game to watch Brady go through. Yep, and we got to remember the Bills, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Bills were a top-five defense last year, weren't they? If I'm not mistaken, they were number two. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, he, he had a, his work cut out for him, but that's why he's a little bit lower than the other gentleman on this list. Um, number three goes to Devontae Freeman. Just when you think it couldn't get any worse than the Ezekiel Elliott game, here's Devontae Freeman. 12 carries, 28 yards, zero touchdowns, a 2.8 average. Um, Devontae Freeman, meh, I, I, he just he didn't do what I expected him to do um, in this situation. I, it, it's the Titans. I mean, the Titans don't have themselves that great of a defense. Um, so this is another one I disagree with because he he got it done to the air. Freeman, yeah, he had eight receptions for seventy-two yards to the air. But again, I it, had a hundred yards in the day. Uh, God, twenty-eight yards on the ground, two point three average against the Titans. It's a bad average, but he against had, the he, Titans, he had hundred yards in the game. I, 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 I would not no. put him on my, on my list. He's on my list. He's going to be number three, and he is. But, on but my I know, list. I know, I'm passing or receiving yards are basically worth negative to you. So. No, you stop. You know, but twelve for twenty-eight, and I'm basing it on his rushing yards as a rushing back. Twelve carries for twenty-eight oh, yards. That, that, that is definitely. I mean, I know you love yards from scrimmage, but at the end of the day. He had a crappy rushing average, 2.3 average, 28 yards on the ground, 12 carries. I expect more out of Devontae. Tennessee's Freeman. actually been a top five defense in, on stopping the run this year. I, I'm, I would have to look into that. But um, number two, Dwayne Haskins, 9 for 17, 107 yards, three touchdowns. 
Uh, Haskins came in midway through this game, so for him to throw three touchdowns midway through the game, um, bad. Uh, Haskins, we predicted him as a bust. I called him a bust going into things. Um, and here we are, 9 for 17, 107 yards, three touchdowns. That's a really rough day there. Yeah, it was a bad day. Um, but there was only one guy that was worse, and that was the guy he Is came to replace. No, it no, it's not Josh Rosen. As, as excited as you got for that. The guy he came in to replace and uh, the former Viking. Uh, Case Keenum, 6 for 11, 37 yards and an interception on the day. No touchdowns. Oof. Yeah. Um, he got he gets benched. Um, Haskins comes in. Haskins plays bad. Um, Case Keenum takes number one on the forgetful five. Now, when it comes to um, that situation with, with the, the Redskins, uh, they and that concludes the forgetful five. By the way, when it comes to the Redskins, Redskins are set to start Colt McCoy now against the Patriots. Their third quarterback change of the year is Colt McCoy the guy. Tyler is broken leg Colt McCoy going to be able to get it done? I would, and you guys know how I feel this guy in this show. I would rather take Nate Peterman. No, really, you really don't like Colt McCoy that much. Colt McCoy's terrible, but as terrible as he is, I don't think he can get much worse than Peterman. I think Peterman's had more 300-yard games than Colt McCoy has. I, I, I don't think Peterman ever's ever had a 300-yard game. Because remember, remember I was shitting on him last week about how Colt McCoy's like only had like one game yeah. over 300 yards? Something like that. Look at Nate Peterman. Oh, jeez. You're really going <laughs> to compare him to Nate Peterman. <laughs> I don't think... That should tell you how I feel on the guy. Nate Peterman is not good. No, he's not. He's that's, never been good. That's why I don't know why we're talking about Colt I don't, McCoy. I don't know why you're, you're comparing him. But Colt McCoy's getting the start. Because Nate Peterman's a better quarterback. I, Peterman is not a better quarterback. Come on now. Then, then Colt McCoy? He is not a better quarterback than Colt McCoy. <sighs> Nate Peterman is not a good quarterback. Please stop. Not, Please stop. At no point did I say he was a good you're, quarterback. You're sitting here, you know, saying, I disagree with certain guys being on your top five. As you sit there saying, Nate Peterman is, is my, my, by comparison, compared to Colt McCoy, a decent quarterback. What's what's the what's the uh, classic Scott Ryan phrase here? You're you're, you're comparing a uh, a turd sandwich to a to a to a, a giant douche to a, a turd sandwich. Yes, but but the 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 point is simply the point is that you can't. I, I'm sorry, Colt McCoy is is head and shoulders above Nate Peterman. What's Colt McCoy ever done? Cole, I mean, he hasn't done anything. But I mean, if I, dude, if I'm if I'm going onto the field and 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 I have a quarterback choice, and somebody says, "Hey, you got a Colt McCoy and Nate Peterman," I'm sorry, I'm taking Colt McCoy uh, uh, every time. I'm taking Colt McCoy. So I would like to uh, renege my opinion. I just looked at the stats. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I knew those numbers. I would take a. Uh, uh, I would take an on fire garbage can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I. Take back my opinion. Uh, Dave Peter was was even worse than I had remembered. Yes. Um, I mean, Colt McCoy is still bad, but he's head would, and shoulders above Nate Peterman. Yes, but I would he take is. I would take Dwayne Haskins over uh, Colt McCoy because I wouldn't. Colt McCoy is is a is a known trash. At least I mean, at this point, residents are done. Ugh. Give Haskins a chance. God, Haskins was awful though. Haskins and and we. We predicted him as a bust, and he's proven to be a bust. He's one game. He, well, he's played. He's coming to two now, and and he's he's. And how, I I'm, I'm not trying to say that he's had gonna, a ton of interceptions. So hold on, I'm not going to say he's going to be this um great player, but Peyton Manning's first game was also not very good. 
I don't buy Dwayne Haskins. I don't right either. I, I don't. I don't either. But but I'm not willing to call him a bust after one game. Oh God, I think he's a bust. Um, but to let him prove to be a bust, why are you wasting time on Colt McCoy that you know is a bust? Well, I mean, I, I think they that the Redskins still want to see if they have you know fire with Colt McCoy because actually I he's I never had fire. I don't think Colt McCoy and I'd, I'd have to look into it from last year. But I don't think Colt McCoy, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't looking half bad. I don't think he even played a full game, did he? Um, through last season. I know he, he broke his leg last season. Um, you know, 372 yards, three touchdowns, three picks. And that's this, well, yeah, that was last year. How many games is that, five? She's so peeps. You know, I, I don't know how many games he played, but I... I don't. I don't think Colt McCoy is. Was he? Could he have been that bad? I mean, I, through three games, he had the three hundred some yards. By the way, yeah, three games. Okay. So I mean, I know. Well, one game he had two hundred sixty-eight yards, but he had more interceptions than he had touchdowns. Yeah. Yep. Colt McCoy is terrible. <laughs> Your season's over. No, hang let, on a minute. Let Haskins fail. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so so to me. If you're starting McCoy, you're saying, hey, we're going to give McCoy the chance to be our franchise quarterback. Is McCoy a franchise quarterback, Scott? No. Is he for is he for sure proven 100% not a franchise quarterback? Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I Haskins has one game on his belt. I, I also don't think he's a starting he's, – he's a franchise quarterback. He's not. But he, he needs more time to prove that he isn't. Fair or not fair? My thing is this: If you take a guy in the first round, you start him. He's generally a starter, and if you take a guy in the first round, you expect what results? And he hasn't given the chance to give results. I, I you think can't throw a quarterback in cold. You're going to put him in there, and he, here's and everything's coming. He's been cold. I, here's what I'm going to say: You're going to put him in there, and you're going to give him 16 games. And Wayne Haskins, unless he's under a system. That is uh, um, coached like Ohio State, where he doesn't have to audible. Dwayne Haskins will fail, and he, he will win no, four he, games. He hundred percent will, but you have to give him that chance to start twelve games or more to to for sure. They say yes, he's going to fail. I, I don't you, know. You, you I don't can't you it. can't say on middle of the fourth quarter, "Hey kid, go 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 go," and yeah. he throws a pick. You can't say, "Oh, well, you suck." Like. Well, you just, you just threw the kid out there when he wasn't even thinking about having to play. Uh, yeah, I agree with that, but I I, I I can't. I can't. I can't. Hey, Scott, go mine Cole right now. How well are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll do well because I'm father of the year. Jeez. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean Cole. I meant like act. Never mind. Oh, you meant mining coal. I thought you said mined coal, like like mining, like yeah. like black coal. I'd, I'd be successful because I'm great. I'm a great miner. <laughs> I'm great at everything. Well, <laughs> what a dick. Um, so with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll hop right back in. Um, so, uh, Tyler, shut your face, and we'll be right back right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. 
It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours, with the rates ranging from $55 to $130. You get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at IYTMassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. I'm Alex Steele, and this is the Outside Blitz Sports Break. It's no secret that Vontez Perfect is a controversial figure in the NFL. He is notorious for unnecessary hits on more or less defensive players that would put a normal man in the hospital for a week. This past Sunday, he was met face-to-face with a season-ending suspension for two devastating hits on Colts players Jack Doyle and Niam Hines. An appeal was filed, and it is expected to be heard on Tuesday, October 8th. Apparently, there are people out there, most notably Burfick's agent, according to Ryan Gatos over at Fox News, saying that the NFL is singling out Burfick. What Burfick's agent fails to realize is that this is just the most recent in a long line of dirty hits by the former Cincinnati Bengal turned Oakland Raider. This isn't his first rodeo, people. The NFL has good reason to single out Perfect. He has been fined more than $4 million and suspended 10 times. In a day and age where it is known now, more than ever, the devastating effects these types of hits have on a person's body, on a person's brain, this type of play is completely unacceptable. It's certainly not a reminder of days past. I implore you all, don't get Vontez Perfect confused with the likes of Rodney Harrison, Dick Buckus, Ray Lewis and Lawrence Taylor. Those are just some of the greatest defensive players the NFL has ever had. Gritty, mean, tough, determined, and they all hit like a Mack truck. The key difference? They weren't cheap. They didn't have to be cheap. Perfect style of play is not meant to prevent the offense from scoring or gaining yards. It's simply to hurt people. And the constant warnings from Commissioner Goodell, which continue to be ignored time and time again, is an indication of that. I'm Alex Steele. Back to Scotty Freetown and Tyler Dean. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Outside Blitz. I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with the uh, douche Tyler Dean. What I do? Uh, yeah, not the one who's angry and upset. And... Uh, jerk. So, welcome yeah, back, I'm, over yeah, I'm, yeah, he's stealing my stuff. Anyway, welcome to the Outside Blitz, folks. And uh, we got some uh, news around the league, Tyler, we're going to hop right into here. Um, we got to talk about it. It's been all over the news for three days now. Let's get into it. Stefan Diggs, we're talking trade rumors. Um, you know, it, it, it was all over the place. He, he posts a tweet um, and, and doesn't show up for practice for an undisclosed reason, non-injury related. Um, starts raising speculation he's getting traded. Um, you know, and, and they ask him, oh, about the trade rumors. And he says, oh, well, there's some truth to rumors. And, he, you know, he, he, I don't know if it, and He's like, well... I didn't request for a trade, but I don't know what my what my agents do. Yeah, I mean, really, what it comes down to is Stefan Diggs is unhappy, and he's not happy with the offense. He's not happy with Kirk Cousins, and I don't blame him. 
I can't blame him. Kirk Cousins has not played good football. No. Kirk Cousins has not been getting him the football. He has not been getting Adam Thielen the football. Diggs and Thielen are unhappy. I'm going to say this. If it continues and and this goes on throughout the year, I believe that Diggs and Thielen will be on the Vikings without Kirk Cousins. I think the Vikings will trade Kirk Cousins. And I think that Kirk Cousins winds up in a situation where uh, uh, he is... um, uh, uh, he's going to be on another football team. He's going to be in Miami. He's going to be with the 49ers. He's going to be uh, with somebody. I'll go as far as to say the Vikings could win every game from here to the end of the season, and Cousins will still be on your team. Yep. I think I think the Vikings are going to trade him. Too much animosity. Yep. Um, even if they were to win out and, and whatever, either were to win the Super Bowl, Seth, I think there's just enough arguing going on. The Vikings would be like the third team in history to trade a quarterback after winning the Super Bowl. Right. I I don't. I think they're done. I think they're right. done with the Kirk Cousins experiment. Yeah. Regardless of what happens at this point, I, yep. I think this is Cousins last year. Cousins played great ball last year, and and I defended Kirk Cousins. <clears throat> I defended the hell out of that guy, and because last year, face it, he played good ball last year. I can't fault him. I can't. Thirty touchdowns, ten picks, forty two hundred ninety eight yards. I can't say that enough. He had a very good year, period. He had a good year as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. This year, he is not that guy. This year, he is not that quarterback. He's not in pace for anything close to that. No, and, and this year, he is not. He has not been accurate. He has not been playing good football. He has not been making good reads. He has not been in safe in the pocket. He has not been securing the ball. He has not been getting it done. Kirk Cousins is not the same quarterback from last year. And I said at the beginning of this year, and you remember this, and I'll, I'll freaking go out and just say straight up, there is no excuse this year. Period. I made that very clear. There is no excuse this year. Didn't I? Mm-hmm. I said that. And guess what? Kirk Cousins. Whether or not you're listening, I don't care. There is no excuse this year. You have zero excuse. You got the best interior offensive lineman in the draft. You moved one of the best centers over to guard, which is was his original position anyway in Pat Elfline. You got Josh Klein, who opened up this run game, which he has. You have a run game. You have interior offensive linemen, which were lacking last year. And yet you are still missing passes. You have protection in the pocket, and you're fumbling the football. You have protection in the pocket, and you're overthrowing wide-open receivers. You're making bad decisions. You have a wide-open Stefan Diggs down the field. You're throwing the ball to the fullback. Kirk Cousins, if you do not get it together, you will be gone. Period. That's what it is. And Eli Manning will start for the Vikings Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) Chances are... I, and and I, I, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like the Vikings need to trade Kirk Cousins. They need to get what they can for the guy. Hey, give me a third rounder. Take that third rounder. Great. Thanks. I appreciate it. But then what the Minnesota Vikings will need to do next season is they will know, need to go out and they will need to draft their new franchise quarterback. And, and whether it be a Jake Fromm, whether, you know, they're, they're not going to get to a, they're, they're not, you know, unless it's, unless your name is Miami. Unless you're the Miami Dolphins, you're not getting Tua. It, it, there's there's good quarterbacks that are coming out in this draft. The Vikings need to make the move for a franchise quarterback and start working toward what they believe is the future of this football team. God, I hope they draft Shea Patterson. God, I hope not. Well, it would be a mess because that guy can't read a defense. But I digress. <laughs> 
I'll buy you a bottle of bourbon if they draft him, but it's, I'd, I'd laugh my ass off. Oh, God. You, you'd have to buy me, like, the biggest bottle of Jack you got because I would be just pounding <laughs> that thing. Um, so there's that. Now, as far as Diggs goes, and, and I don't blame him for being unhappy, but as far as Diggs goes, do you think he gets traded this year? I guess that's question number one, Tyler. This year? Ugh. Do you think he gets traded at the end of this year? End of this year, yes. Do you think that Stefan? You you think he gets traded at the end of this year? Diggs? Yeah. No, Diggs is going to stay. Um, cousins out the door. Yep. And now, do you think Stefan Diggs will be possibly traded before the trade deadline this year? No. No, I don't think so either. Um, but I digress. I think Stefan Diggs is unhappy and rightfully so. He needs to quit stirring the pot. I understand that there's a lot of frustration. Him and Thielen are frustrated. You're not, and Adam Thielen straight up said it. You can't always get 180 yards on the ground every game. And during those games, you got to know how to throw the ball and you got to be able to hit the deep throws. And if you're not able to do that, then get the hell out of the league. You know, so, I mean, Kirk Cousins needs to go. And that's why Diggs is unhappy, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. That's why he's unhappy. I don't blame him. Now, um, we have uh, other issues going on around the league here. A lot of injury stuff going on. Uh, Saquon Barkley still ruled out against the Vikings. Um, Saquon, uh, he had that ankle injury last week, or, or a, it was a high ankle sprain, I guess it is. Um, and he's still going to be out. He's going to be out versus the Vikings this upcoming week. Um, do you think the Giants can get it done against a very game Minnesota Vikings defense without Saquon Barkley on the field? Without Barkley, no. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. I think uh, Evan Ingram if, if is If he was good. there, I would say we have a game. Yeah. The way that Dame Jones has been playing. Yeah. But not having Barkley, it's, that's a tough sell. Yeah, and, and I think that's what it comes down to is you're going to have Saquon Barkley and, uh, out, and but you got to have an, Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard step up. Um, they got to make it happen over there in New York. Uh, Daniel Jones is going to have to do what Daniel Jones does uh, in order to beat the Minnesota Vikings, and, and I don't think that they're going to be able to contain uh, Dalvin Cook in this game either on the offensive side of the ball. Um, next up, another guy that's out, Devontae Adams, out versus the Cowboys with turf toe. I think this is a huge loss for the, for the Packers. Oh, this is this is massive. It's really the only major threat that Rodgers has. Yeah. Uh, Valdez Scantling is not the guy. You know that Geronimo Allison is not the guy. Um, Devontae Adams being out, I think, is, is going to be a huge blow to this uh, – Cowboys defense, who has two very good corners on that on that field in in Byron Jones and in uh, Jadobia Woozy, um, the Cowboys are are going to have. I think they're going to have a pretty easy time. But I mean, it, it, with the the Packers now, if the Packers defense steps up the way they have been, great. But and we do know, I understand, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Aaron Rodgers. But same time, you lose Devontae Adams, you're in for a tough day at the office. And I think that's what's get, what it's going to wind up being in Lambeau there. Um, next up, you got in that same game, the Cowboys are also going to be without their left tackle, Tyron Smith. That's going to be a huge loss against the Packers defense, who, honestly, yeah. they got exposed last week. I want to see if that was an anomaly or if the Packers defense is really for real. Yeah, I mean, there's so many injuries in both these games. It, it could be interesting. Yeah, it, it could be. I mean, well... It, the the Packers defense has been bringing a weird rush, a weird pass rush. Um, it could fluster Dak Prescott. I could see that occurring. Um, but you lose your your all pro left tackle, you're in trouble against a Packers defense that has actually played decently. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, now a guy that is going to be out also in the NFC North is uh, Mitchell Trubisky. 
He's going to be out with a shoulder injury. Chase Daniel probable to start. Uh, Trubisky suffered, a, I think it was a dislocated shoulder in the uh, game against the Vikings last week. Chase Daniel looked what, looked very good. Um, mm-hmm. Can't even be mad at him for that. He he looked very, very good, very clean. Um, Bears, they got there. Is Chase Daniel better than Mitchell Trubisky, Tyler? No. Is Mitchell Trubisky a starting quarterback in the NFL, Tyler? Yes. Really? You still think that? Uh, he, he's he's making me he, – so far it's been a rough year for him, but – He's better than Chase Daniel, and he's still one of the top 32 quarterbacks. Chase Daniel has outperformed him in that one game. Chase Daniel has better stats than the last three games for, for Mitchell Trubisky. It, let's see if that can continue. Interesting thought. Just throwing that out there. So uh, Chase Daniel is probable to start for the Bears. Um, also, we got uh, the Panthers placing defensive lineman Kawan short on IR. Torn rotator cuff out for the year. Um, big loss for the Panthers. Yeah, they're on a spiral kind of. To, I don't think them to do much anyway, but it is a big loss for that team. All pro players going down here. Mm-hmm. You know, Cam Newton going down. And you got Kwan Short going down. All pro guys that are just going, just falling off the radar, um, and and going down for the year. Uh, do the Panthers? I mean, the Panthers were sitting at there. The you know we don't expect much out of them, but we got to remember they are still sitting at two and two. Do you think the Panthers still have a shot to make a wild card bid? No. No. You think they're done? I think they're done. I think there's too many good teams in the NFC this year. I think they're going to fall off the map. And that could very well be. Now, a team that uh, is going to be without an all-pro player as well for a completely different reason, Vontae's Perfect. we got to talk about it. Vontae's Perfect. I know how much you hate Vontae's Perfect. Um out for the remainder of the season after a nasty helmet-to-helmet shot led with the crown on on Jack Doyle really creamed him. Um, it was a knockout blow here. The, this shot makes um, James Harrison's shot and Colt McCoy seem very clean. It does. This it was, does. Um. So what it was here? So um um Doyle had gotten the catch on his yep. knees and started to get back up. You had two defenders that were well close enough that. Where basically could have touched him and put him down, yeah, because he still had knees down. Could have yep. touched him and he'd have been ruled down. But Burfecht, um chose to quite obviously launch himself. Yeah, he like, did. He did. Like he he almost took his time. Yeah, and he, he lowered his head. He led with the crown. He he sandwiched his head between uh, him his hip face and another defender. Yeah, and the other defender was going for the more because he was coming in farthest velocity, but still his head got smashed into his. Yeah. Um this was as nasty of a hit I've really ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it it was nasty. This uh, type of hit that even if it wasn't Vontez Perfect and his numerous suspensions, you'd still be talking about like a, a massive suspension. Right. I I think the the year in suspension comes with uh the fact that it is multiple, mm. it's not his first time. Yeah, and I think that's that's but part of. The I think thing. you're talking. I think you're talking a six game suspension on a first time guy. Yeah. Just the way a hit was. Yeah, like, it, that, that was deliberate. Like, it, it there's, was. There's not an argument you can make to say it wasn't deliberate. Right. Um. It, it's. It, it was. Uh, um. It was a nasty, nasty shot. I. I think Vontae's perfect. I. I know that that you have a very impartial thing about Vontae's perfect. Um, I think he's a very, very good player. Oh, he's a very good player. Uh, um, but the dirty hits, I agree with you. This one, he needs to. This is, and this is the biggest suspension that we've ever seen as far as mm-hmm. dirty hits and things of that nature. Um, so, that, 
I I I feel bad for Jack Doyle who had to to really eat that one. Um, but luckily, I'm surprised he didn't walk away with a concussion or anything. Yeah, like, yeah. He thank, was, thankfully for him. Yeah. Now, now, one guy that did walk away with a concussion this weekend was T.J. Hawkinson. We got to see him mm-hmm. get flipped. Yeah. In that that uh, Kansas City game, he f- gets flipped and rails his head off of the ground. Gets a grueling, nasty, awful concussion. Um, he's not on IR. He uh, will play this season. He will play this next upcoming. He, he's uh. He's out. Actually, I take that back. He is out for the uh, this week against um, uh, who are the Lions taking on this week? I forgot. He is out this week though. Uh, Hawkinson will be. Uh, he tried to hurdle over somebody, got flipped, slammed his head in, on the ground. He's not going to be out long term. But um, yeah, that was a nasty one. I I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he broke his neck. <laughs> no, I that, thought he that, broke his neck. I thought he that, was done. That was nasty. You, you, that, was, you, that was a scary landing. It was. It was. And and we see that, you know, as professional wrestlers, who we mentioned in the past, we've seen guys land like that. And we've seen that that uh, um, body go limp type of thing and that, that just knockout blow. And he was down for a while. I thought it, it was very um, uh, it was very Jerry Maguire. You know, it was out, and and you're you're wondering, is this guy going to come to? And he, he wound up sitting up, and he wound up getting standing up on his own volition. I mean, he he stood up, and great, good for him. But my lord, it was, that was one of the more scary the, shots. The the one I remember going to wrestling. The one I remember seeing live was Andrew Steele. Yeah, our, the, uh, Alex on his head. On a, yeah. That was nasty. Our, yeah, our very own. That was own a terrifying day. Cannonball, uh, Alex Steele's brother Andrew waxes his head on the ground. We've seen that, and and there's we we know a concussion when we see one. When I saw his head hit the ground, I knew he was done. He was he was done for the day. Um, speaking of guys in concussion protocol, Josh Allen, he's in under concussion protocol. He's questionable against the Titans. Matt Barkley is probable to start in that game. Um, do the Bills have a chance without Josh Allen against the Titans, who are very hot right now? I'm going to say the fact that they survived almost a full half and, and keeping Brady from scoring points, yep. I'm going to say Bills have a chance. Yeah, they, they could. Uh, the defense has been playing very well still. Uh, Bills' defense has been scary. Um, it's a matter of getting their offense on track. Josh Allen has not been bad this year. I don't think that by any means that Matt Barkley is Josh Allen. But um, here we go. Bills and Titans, and, and they're going to be without their starting quarterback. The, the way the defense are playing, like – I, I want to look at the schedule down the road, but if if we have a game where it's Bills versus Bears, you may have a game that it's going to be like that give me a pillow ends and a in a tie yeah. at zero to zero. Yep. Give me a pillow and a blanket because I'm going to bed. <laughs> that's because that's what it is. Your um, first game ever where it ended a tie where neither team scored. Yeah. at all defensive football, and I know how much you love defensive football. I do. <laughs> so you'd be excited. I don't know that I would be. Um, same game, Taylor Lewan is set to return uh, week five after his suspension. Uh, we know he got suspended for uh, PEDs. Um, how big of a bolster is this for that that Titans offense? They could use it. They, they need could it. really use it right yeah. now. Yeah, they need it. Uh, Taylor Lewan is is kind of a heart and soul kind of guy, that, that uh, offense. Um, we know that, that he's a, a great, great player. I'm actually excited to see him back on the field, the U of M guy. He, he, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to play good ball. Um, it's unfortunate. He actually got suspended for, uh, I guess a PED violation, but it it really wasn't a PED violation. It was something he didn't know was actually in the, one of the drugs he was taking. So here we are, Taylor Luan, finally back on the field. Um, I'm excited for him. 
I'm excited for the Titans. Well-needed return. And it'll be a well-needed return for not only for Mar- Marcus Mariota, but for Derrick Henry, who loves to use uh, Taylor Lewan as his lead guy. Absolutely. So that'll be exciting. Um, <clears throat> the Bengals are set to be without John Ross this weekend. While also still and, without A.J. Green. Yep, for multiple games, um, which, I mean, leaves them with one good receiver on the field. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> John Ross set to miss multiple, multiple games, shoulder injury. Um, the Bengals are already falling apart. Is this a, a horrible hit at this point? It's just a continuous hit on the already horrible t- tailspin here. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're going to see the uh, Bengals making a coaching change probably. Um, because that's kind of usually the knee-jerk reaction. Um, another uh, one guy that's going to be hurt, he's going to miss his second straight game, Jalen Ramsey, going to be out again for the second straight week. Is this a big hit? Suspicious. It, it's suspicious, but he's got a back injury. Um, I, we Does know, he, though? We know he's been dealing with a back injury since week two. Um, here we are again, Jalen Ramsey, back injury. He's out for the second game in a row. Um, AJ Bouye obviously will be the number one corner in that rotation. Um, do you buy it? It's a tough injury when I, I, I can I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, I can see so, it. So I can see the injury. Um, I, he's he's, he's got a hurt back from from carrying the team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's Gardner. That's Gardner Minshew. Don't you know? Um. I I don't buy it. I think it's just kind of he's just kind of waiting for a trade at this point. Yeah, maybe. I, I maybe he's looking for a trade. Maybe maybe he. I mean, but his team's winning. That's the thing. His team's it, winning. It is. They're winning. Without I, I him. can't can't even be mad. Can't even be mad. So they're they're getting it done with or without him. They're heading forward now. A team that is not winning without this guy, Sam Darnold, the Jets quarterback, out uh, with his mono. Winning with them. Yeah, with his mono, and now. Falk set to start again. Oh my gosh, that was a mess. It was a. It wasn't as bad um, last week because he didn't play, but um, week three was miserable. And now we're going to see another another mm, week of Falk. I agree. Luke Falk is is going to be crapping on the field. Um, big injury for the Patriots though. Stephen Goskowski injured. Really. He, he Goskowski. He's placed on IR. Patriots pick up Mike Nugent. I like this signing. It's a great signing. Um, it's not as big of a hit as you think. I mean, they had cut him at one point because his average has started to make it make a dip. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Goskowski's near the end. I, I believe Goskowski will not kick another ball in the NFL. You think he's done? I think on injury and IR at his age, I, I think he's going to retire. I, I don't know if he's going to retire. Um, I, I think there's teams out there that are going to be looking at him. Um, if the Patriots, oh, let oh, him sure, walk. they're going to look for him, and, and it really depends on but how well Newton is going to go. Nah, I'm done. Nah, I, I don't know. Teams like those veteran quarter or those veteran kickers, rather. People like to see those those old time kickers that are still somewhat accurate. I like Goskowski. I think he's going to wind up playing for. If Nugent does well, I think they let Goskowski walk. They give Nugent a contract that is much more cost friendly and cap friendly. Let Goskowski go. Goskowski signs I think, elsewhere. I think, I, I, you could I think see Goskowski as a Minnesota Viking. Wouldn't that be something? And he'll have a worse average than uh Oh, than you a, shut no, up. No, Goskowski is a, is, a, is a legendary kicker, but I mean, at his age, um, he's already declining average, mm-hmm. a season-ending injury, and being older with that injury, I, I think he's done. No, we'll have to see, but he is hurt. Um also, one uh, another big injury here. Broncos linebacker Bradley Chubb out for the year with a torn ACL. This was huge news last week. Um, Bradley Chubb gone. Tyler, what do you make of this? Do, do the Broncos continue? Do the Bron- well, the Broncos don't. I don't think they had a chance with him. 
But no, I think that but this just solidifies. Yeah, no, yeah, this this locks it in. This um, they, this hurts that that already decent defense. I mean, the defense is already struggling. I mean, Von Miller and Chubb were kind of carrying the load here. That's all yep. really all they had. Yeah, this is just kind of nail in the coffin. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the Broncos they they were done from the get, and now they're really done, and and they're gonna be <laughs> they're making absolutely sure. Um, a few other moves in the NFL. We got the. So Panthers. I, I want to back up to um Goskowski. Yeah, we'll talk. Um, and in, in, in the few games he's played, he's already missed four extra points. Wow. In in four games, well, three and a half games. Wow. He's severely declining. Yeah, and and uh, the question has to become how much is that the injury? and that through three games, that is already the most extra points he's ever missed. Yep. Through three games. Yeah. And and the question becomes how much of that is the, the la- injury? And it's, been, it's been five years since he, since he's gone a season without missing extra point. Wow. Last four years he's missed at least one. One, two, three, zero, zero. Okay. So, so he's he's on he's on a sharp decline. Yeah. So we, we might see Goskowski go elsewhere, but we're not sure yet. A uh, few moves in the NFL. We we did see uh, the Panthers. They signed a 16-year veteran, the safety Mike Adams. I actually like this signing. I think they could use that veteran presence. He'll be a backup. You know he's going to be a backup. But, 100%. But he is a good backup. He's a high-end backup, and he's a good player. He's been a good player for a long time. I like this. I like it, too. Just a different team. A team that's more on the pace to do something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but you know, they needed a good backup safety, and they True. got one. I, I think, like I said, they get that veteran presence. He'll wind up being a coach. Could he be like, um, oh, geez, what was his name uh, for the Vikings? He corner. Anyway, you remember him being uh, uh, with the Vikings a couple of years ago. Could he be that kind of player? Could he be that alien blood kind of player? Maybe, but he's ultimately, I think, going to wind up get, going there, playing this year, becoming a coach. It's possible. 16-year veteran. Yeah. I mean, that, that was what it says to me. Another move that went on, the Cardinals cut safety DJ Swearinger. I just don't understand this move, to be honest with you. You didn't have any safeties to, to begin with. Swearinger gave up three touchdowns this year. I understand that that's, that's an issue to the Cardinals, but to me, you don't let a safety like that go. Or at least trade him. Yeah, you trade him. Do something. You know, you, you, you got to – I mean, he's a good safety. He's played for seven teams. He's had quite quite a, a solid career. I, he's been cut from two teams in the last nine months. I don't understand why. There's got to be something there. So I, I have questions about that. There could be. We just don't realize what it is yet. Yep. And keep our eyes open, I guess. And, and speaking of the Cardinals, owner Bill Bedwell, he actually passed away at 88. Uh, condolences to the Bedwell family and the uh, Arizona Cardinals out there. Um, that's just a tough loss, losing an owner midway through the season or part of the way through the season. That's got to suck. Um, we saw teams change owners, but it's rare that we've seen teams have owners pass away in the middle of a season. Uh, last time we saw it, I think it was maybe a year or two ago, we saw the New Orleans Saints owner pass away as well. Um, so that that's something. And last but not least, the Eagles, and this is kind of a larger trade. They trade Jonathan Cyprian away to the Falcons for the linebacker Duke Riley. Um Really, the Falcons bolster their defense in this situation. Duke Riley isn't that good they're of a player. For, they're looking for help. They're looking for help, and they they went out and they found it. You got to like what the the Falcons are are trying to do at least to try and make themselves contenders on the defensive side of the football. No, I I like I like the trade. I thought it was a good trade in favor of the Falcons. Um, I I don't think the Eagles got anything special out of it. I mean, I I, I think that's you know kind of a waste on their end. Really, 
if you look at it. Um, so, Tyler, are you ready to polish this thing off? Let's do it. We, we got uh, our upcoming schedule. We're going to go through the so, – so we're tied up right now, aren't we? Yep. So um, we talked about the, the Thursday night game earlier. Yep. You were a game up, but kind of the Thursday night game where now we're sitting tied. I've taken that in consideration. Okay. We are both sitting at 37, <clears throat> 27, and 1. 37, 27, and 1. Jesus. That, that sounds really bad, to be honest with you. Well, sounds like we're not doing that well. What's the average there? <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't know, but it, it sounds like we're not doing that well. It's been a rough start. There's been yeah. weird games. Yeah, there's been weird, weird wins and losses and stuff like that. Um, so now we're all tied up after the Thursday night football game, so I have to... Um, Try and, and ruin your week here. Um, so, Tyler, let's get down to it. Here are your predictions for week five in the NFL. Uh, first and foremost, we got the Jets and the Eagles. I'm going Eagles here. Luke Falk I'm is not going Eagles to Yeah, Luke Falk's not going to get it done. I'm going Eagles. Next up, you got the Jags and the Panthers. Actually kind of a tough one, given the circumstances. Um, I... I'm going the Jaguars. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to go the Jags in this one. Um, I like Christian McCaffrey a lot, but I don't think he's going to be able to top that Jags defense. Um, Gardner Minshew's going to finish off the job. Uh, next up, we got the Vikings and the Giants. I'm going with the Vikings on this one. Um, Vikings burned me last week, but I, I have a feeling they're going to come out and, and tear up the Giants this I'm week. going to be honest with you. If uh, Barkley was playing, I was going to, I, I was going to be taking the Giants. Well, even if Barkley was playing, I was going to take the Vikings because I think the Vikings are the better team. You, you, would, you would take the Vikings over the uh, 85 Bears. No, I wouldn't. No, um, I wouldn't. But, uh, no, um, I think Vikings are so weird right now. But I think um, the, the way Giants are playing, if they have their star running back, I, I, I think Giants can take this one. And it depends. It depends on how the Vikings defense plays. The Vikings defense has been lights out, really, for the most part. They've been lights out. Um... It depends on their offense. Depends on how their offense gets it done. So, I mean, the Vikings, um, I think they're going to beat the, uh, the Giants this week. Next up, you got the Falcons and the Texans. This uh, is a weird one. Tough game. I'm still going with the Texans. I think they have a bounce back. These are two teams that, on their A game, are like Super Bowl caliber yeah, right. teams. But neither team is on their A game. It's playing yeah. good. Texans. I'm going with it. I'm going Texans as well. I, I, I gotta go Texans in this situation. I think they're gonna, like I said, a bounce back game. Sean Watson's gonna come out firing, um, and I'm gonna say De- DeAndre Hopkins is gonna wind up having another big game since his Week One performance. And boy, his first one since Week yep, One. Yep. So we're gonna see that. Next up, you got the Bucks and the Saints. Uh, God, I'm going with the Bucks actually. I was thinking I'm going too. with the Bucks. I uh, am too. They're hot right now. Jameis Winston's looking good. I don't think the Saints are going to be able to handle the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks. It's a weird one to be Got it? Yeah, over the Saints. Weird. I uh, mean, it is back in quarterback too, so it yep. comes into play. Uh, you got the Bills and the Titans here. I'm getting uh, this is tough because the Bills defense is so good, but they don't and have a quarterback. quarterback. But then the Titans, you know, their offense is always so hit or miss. I'm going with the Titans on this one. I'm going to go with them. I, I'm going to say they're going to top that Bills defense. You know, you're, you're tough, baby. It's a tough one. I'm you. going with the Titans. <laughs> if Josh Allen was playing, I'd be taking the Bills. Like, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I would be um, taking the Bills I, I Josh promise Allen. you here. I, if Josh Allen was, was playing, I'd be taking the Bills. I well. just don't trust the backup QB yeah. right now. And here's our toilet bowl game of the week, the Cardinals and the Bengals. Um... I'm actually gonna go with the Cardinals. Cardinals. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Cardinals on this one. I think the Bengals are missing two of the three starting um, receivers, two key players. 
Um, this is going to be a tough one. I think the Cards are going to get done. Yep. Next up, you got the Patriots and the Redskins. We're going with the Pats. Um, you, you have to go with the Patriots in this one, I think. You. And, uh, Colt McCoy set to be the starter for the Redskins. There's a huge quarterback carousel over there. Nothing's getting done on offense. I'm going with the Patriots against the Skins. Yeah, I think I want to go with the Red Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Patriots, really. Um, next up, Ravens Steelers. I'm going with your boys. I'm going with the Ravens. Um, I don't think the the Steelers have a snowball's chance in hell on that one. Um, the Ravens are just too damn good. Lamar's going to have a bounce back week after they just pissed off after that Browns loss. I'm going with the Ravens. Now I disagree. Um, the Ravens aren't going to run away with this one. The Steelers, I, I think Mason Rudolph is kind of starting to come alive a little bit. I think he's kind of getting a little sense of this team, um, which I, I mean, it takes a little bit of time to get used to. Like he's, first week he had to, he had to come into it. He, he had to jump in. He didn't expect yeah. to start. Then he had a one week get prepared and it was a rough week. Now and then now two weeks later he looked like a like a starter. Looks like a starter. The Ravens are in a weird limbo right now after, after the Browns game. Sure, it could be the Brown, the Ravens played better than they were. According to be the Browns are the Browns that we thought they were going to be. So it's it's tough. I, I, I'm, I'm picking the Ravens, but I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout. I think you're going to see what we've grown to expect out of the Ravens and the Steelers. I know. A close three-point game. Mm-hmm. Justin Tucker wins the game you with the field goal. By two. I just don't trust the offense right now. I don't trust the defense. Um, next up, you got the Bears and the Raiders. I'm going with the Bears. Um, the Raiders coming off of a, a very good victory over the last weekend, but that Bears defense is going to be too much for the Raiders to handle. Um, Chase Daniels isn't anything to write home about, but at the same time, I, I just I see the Bears taking that one. Uh, no, I, I do too. I, the, the defense is going to be too much for Derek Carr in the offense. Yeah. Uh, next up, you got the Broncos and the Chargers. This one's kind of weird. The Chargers coming off of a good win. The Broncos have been so hit or miss. Now they're without Bradley Chubb. I'm going with the Chargers on it. Um, Philip Rivers coming up. He's starting to look like the Philip Rivers that we're used to seeing. I'm going with the Chargers. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going with the Chargers. Uh, you look like you were contemplating something. I was thinking about it. The Chargers haven't been that team that we thought they were. Yeah. Um, next up, Packers and the Cowboys. Cowboys coming out out of the tough loss. Um, Packers without Devontae Adams. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going with the, the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I want the Cowboys to win this game, and I think they will. And, but this is a team that also just lost to the backup to the Saints. So it's, it raises that question. Defensive battle. Um, I'm going Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to have their way with this Packers team that has had it, it extremely overrated. And overhyped defense. It's fair. Um, now they're playing the real teams, the real offenses. Yeah. I'm gonna take the Cowboys too. Yeah, you have to. Um, next up, you got Colts and the Chiefs. Chiefs, Chiefs coming off a very tough, tough win over the Lions. Um, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs on this one. I think that, that they're going to probably uh, wipe the floor with the Colts. I think Jacoby Brissett is good, but he's not great. He's definitely not a Patrick Mahomes. I'm going with the Chiefs. Brissett's not Stafford. No. Brissett's not Lamar. No. 
we go back to the Chiefs having a dominating win because we're going back to them facing a team that doesn't have a star or fairly good quarterback. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call him our star yet, no. but at least having a fairly good quarterback. Right. The Chiefs are gonna do what the Chiefs do and get it done. I would even go as far as saying that the Ravens and the uh, Lions have a better defense. Probably yes. So the, the Chiefs are going to go back to what they've been doing the first two weeks, right? And really all year. I mean, they've been putting up at yeah. least twenty-eight points. Yeah, they're playing good ball. Chiefs are going to do cheap things. Yep. Chiefs are going to win that game. And last but not least, Monday Night Football, Browns and the Niners. Actually, kind of a tough game given the circumstances, given what the Browns did last week, given what the Niners have been doing. And they had the bye last week. They had the bye last week. Niners have been looking very, very good. Still one of the undefeateds. Um, what do you think, Tyler? What do you got? <laughs> this one's tough. It almost kind of like the game of the week type of situation. It is. This is a good. This is but the Monday night football game we wanted to see last week. It also has a chance to go completely one sided. Yep. Oh, ah. I'm going to take a I'm shot. I'm taking in the, the Browns. I'm going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to go, you know what? Just because we, we and if you look, we've, we've got all the same picks this week. Mm-hmm. I'll go with the Niners on this one just because. And, and probably so see, see I was my about, lead. I was about like if, if I had put an odds and chance of picking each team, it was like it was like fifty point one percent Browns and forty nine point nine percent. Like I could have put the coin. I'm, I, yeah, it's, that's kind of where it's at. This um, could. Be, I'm, I'm hoping this is a really good game. It's going to be good. And I want the Niners to win, not for this sake, but just for the division sake here. Yeah. But the, this the could Niners, be a good game. The Niners are going to going to come out. I think Jimmy G is ready to roll, and, and he's been proving that he's. Like kind of the real deal, but that Niners defense has been the real story. Quietly good, quietly good defense. <clears throat> let's yep. let's remember that. A lot of turnovers, a lot of forced fumbles, a lot of interceptions in that that team. I like the Niners defense. I'm going with the Niners on this one. Um, I like the Browns a lot too. It could get exciting. The Browns coming off a big victory, big blowout win. So I, I understand your pick, and and it, I mean it really could. I'm kind of with you here. Um, the only reason I took the Niners is because we had all the same picks, so we had to differentiate something. I'm going with the Niners on this one. I'll take the risk. And uh, you can just have that shiny Browns team, huh? <laughs> so uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, um, those are your picks for uh, week four here. And uh, here we are. Oh, we're week five. Sorry. Week five. I'm going out of my mind today. Week five. Getting my weeks all messed up. Um, and... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for this show. Um, just want to give a shout-out to our sponsor at It's Your Time Massage. Shout-out to the Cannonball, Alex Steele, for uh, bringing his uh, sports breaks. We love those. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for this show. And we may be recording in another studio in the next couple of weeks. Brand-new studio. And you may be without Tyler Dean next week. Well, next Pending week. Depending when uh, Scott decides to record if he wants to wait. Uh, Gonna be without Tyler Dean, uh. or you could record Friday. Yeah, well, I mean, recording Friday's fine. But um, with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank or you Thursday. S- no, you got school. No, I got school. Come on, man. I'm in school for this. Get your life together. Back to school. Oh, Back no. to school to show to Tyler. <sighs> I'm not a fool. Yeah, yeah. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, thanks you so much for listening to the Outside Blitz. And uh, for Tyler Dean, I'm Scotty Freytown, and we will see you next week right here on the Outside Blitz. Join us soon on the Outside Blitz, and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz. And feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com. <laughs>